Welcome to the Life Lifted Podcast, where we lift your mind, body, and soul with your hosts, Mike Molina and Chris Musser. You found the number one up-and-coming fitness podcast in the world. This is Life Lifted. On today's podcast, well, have you ever found yourself uh, stuck in your health and fitness, right? You haven't progressed. You've been stuck. You feel like you're trying everything and everything and anything, uh, but you don't see any results. Well, this episode's for you. Boom. Boom. We're episode back. four. We are back. Life lifted. Episode four. Wait, four or three? Oh, it's four. It's God four. Damn. Okay. Well, we're back. We're back with the pod. <laughs> back with the pod at the pad. Chris's pad. Mike, you're looking uh, very co- coordinated today. Well, thank you You've for noticing. The black, I would call that olive green. Like olive green, army green. Black shoes, olive green shorts, a black, black shirt. The green hat. Olive green LA hat. Shout out Dodgers LA. You we went to the way, Dodgers we the game. Win. We got the win last night. Woo! First game of the season, First right? First opener, bro. Opening day was amazing. I went with my brother. Um, it was awesome. A lot of drunk ass fools out there, but you know, that wasn't us. But it was good. It was good. They won eight two. Very, very, very successful nice. day. That's, so. Yeah, I didn't see the score. But that's also why I'm repping today. But um, yes, thank you for noticing my color coordination here. I try, I try sometimes, right? I'm um, trying to uh, look good for the video too, so you guys could look out for the uh, the life lifted uh, video format of the podcast, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, how you been? So. Uh, well, it's been, it's been a good week. It's, you know, it's we, it's we Friday. had that rain again, that LA rain that we had. The sun's out today. It is so. a beautiful day in LA today. Um, after all the rain we've been having, if you, if you're a LA local like us, you know exactly what we're talking about. If you're not from LA, we don't get rain. So what the hell has been going on? I saw something like 30 inches, I think for, uh, the season, which is, and yet we're still in a drought. I don't understand. Double okay. what? Okay. Anyway. But yeah, it's a um, very nice day. I was training outside today, so on my clients because uh, I mean I love the outdoor. Uh, Same at the at the gym we uh, train at um, in West Hollywood. Um, we have a nice little outdoor space, which is amazing. Amazing, yeah. I my I, my clients are like, there's just positive energy in the atmosphere outside that you don't get inside. Oh, absolutely. You, you get, you that get vitamin the sun, D, you know? yeah. But um, very different from Crunch, obviously, where we used to work at, right? We're freaking in a box under the the fluorescent lights yeah <laughs> it's not good for our health it was not i mean i used to get so exhausted being inside that building for a long time it i i would say like i felt like my soul was getting sucked out of me oh <laughs> that's but it was physically too i just felt it was just i don't know it's interesting being it makes a difference. That's Inside. why I always tell my people, like, hey, man, go outside, get some sunlight. Even if there's not sunlight and it's cloudy, there is still sun because we could obviously see there's some light. Yeah. It makes a big difference. It's a huge impact on your health and your overall mood and well-being, right? It's like I feel completely different being outdoors and um, just having an outdoor space as contrast to being indoors all the time, right? When when the when we had the pandemic, I actually worked out in the park every day. I did see some of your stories. That was and really cool. I loved it, man. When the gyms reopened, I was like, I'm going to miss this. And I did. And now it's such a honor, a privilege, a blessing to be able to train outside and, you know, be with my clients outside. But what's interesting is we have now this amazing outdoor space that we're training at, but it's also been the rainiest That's very that true. it's been. So we what? haven't been able no. to take full advantage yeah which sucks but anyways this spring should be really nice which i'm looking forward to i'm you know me i'm into hiking i love my hiking i love my national park so the hills are green i'm excited for hiking season camping season this time yeah we should go on a hike we should do it let's just go camping do you have you been camping i well you know i took a uh, backpacking class in college yeah Yeah. in tennessee yep but all right let's talk a little bit about what just happened all right, so, by the way, guys, this is actually take two of yeah. this uh, podcast episode because we realized that we were, talking, we were talking too damn long in the other one. We have a lot <laughs> to talk about. Yes, but it's because we have a lot. We're very passionate about what we do. We're very passionate about training people, helping people, right, uh, health and fitness. First of all, 
everything happens for a reason. I believe this. Mm-hmm. I believe Me everything too. happens for a reason. Same. So when we were filming the other podcast, my uh, alarm rang, right? It kind of threw us off a little bit. And then we kind of realized how much time we had been talking um, and realized that a lot of time had gone by and we weren't through what we wanted to talk about in that podcast. But then we had an amazing idea, which is obviously you guys are going to hear about it right now, which instead of uh, going through our, what do we call it, our previous podcast idea, we discovered a new way, a better way um, that's going to be a lot better for you guys, a lot more educational for you guys, a lot more understanding for you guys. Um, so I'm glad that that uh, little incident happened filming the last one because we have some amazing um, yeah. shows to come for you guys. So excited. So, so excited. We we uh, were talking about a topic and we're, we're going to talk about, we will talk about what today is about in a second, but we we got so excited about these things and super in depth that it's like wow i mean this these should be whole episodes like you know we we have so much knowledge and experience around these things so today is a preview of what's to come yes we're gonna go ahead and do a 10 episode series right this is gonna be a series so you guys go go ahead and uh, tune into our series um and it's going to be on drum roll (laughs) (laughs) Why you are not progressing in the gym, right? The 10 reasons why you are not progressing in the gym, why you have plateaued, why you're stuck, right? Why you're not seeing any progress. The 10 reasons why, right? And this episode, uh, the first episode, the opening episode of the series, we're going to go ahead and go through these briefly, right? We're going to talk about the 10 briefly. And then the following episodes, each episode, each topic is going to have its own episode. So we could really go in depth for you guys and, um, you know, whoever's struggling with any one of these um, you guys could better understand and we could break it down for you guys and help you guys out a lot better. Instead of trying to cram everything um, into one episode, we decided to go ahead and do a series on these 10. And since we are coaches, it's not just the reason why you're not progressing, but what you can do about it. Exactly. So you're going to get some really great nuggets out of out of this that we hope can help you. If you're working with us now or you're working with a coach, um, more power to you. You know, this can help. But if you're on your own, that's even better because we want to, you know, we're doing this podcast to help people. And these are things that we're really passionate about that we've experienced, our clients have experienced, and we're excited to drop some knowledge. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Number one. All right. So number one, like I said, we're going to probably go uh, fairly quick um, through these. But um, again, we're going to break them down in a further podcast. So number one, not eating enough right? Hmm. Hmm. That's a, a lot of people would not, uh, not, not think that would be one, right? So not eating enough. So what do we mean by that? Well, I think food is fuel, right? And if we're trying to progress your body, you're not fueling your body with enough, then that's going to definitely stall out your progress, right? Yes, absolutely. So I, I always tell all my clients this, right? We got to look at food as, yeah, as fuel, right? We need it in order to, to do anything, any type of, uh, uh, fitness endeavor, right? If we're trying to lose weight, gain weight, anything like that. Well, our body does not function without food. It's the gasoline, right? It's kind of like gasoline for an engine. Well, we have an engine and that and that gas is food. So not having enough food definitely affects your performance in the gym. It, is, it affects your mood. It affects your mental state, your emotional state, right? All that. It makes a huge difference energy. when you're actually not eating enough. Yeah, energy, right? So you got to have energy to get that weight up. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right? Um Obviously, we all know about the macronutrients, right? Protein, fats, carbohydrates, things like that, which we'll break down in the other episode. But um, we have to have the right types of food as well, right? So we don't want just any type of food. When we say not eating enough, we're talking about not eating enough of the right things, right? Because someone could come to us and have come to us, and you could they could be eating a lot, a lot of empty calories, as we say, right? Or a lot of processed food things like that right when you say eating not enough we're talking about eating whole unprocessed food right straight up plain and simple yeah i see i see i I see how you meal prep mike you know you eat (laughs) you eat really well but it's you eat a lot of volume but it's all the you know it's you've got some good rice you've got protein that chicken breast the brussels sprouts and asparagus fire (laughs) um so yeah it's i I think it's so important that you know, you, I don't know if you ever hear this, but I, I, I used to hear it in the gym where bodybuilders would talk about, oh, I'm just going to go like eat a bunch of pizza and ice cream, you know. Because they wanted to get their calories up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny that you say that though, because I mean, again, we'll talk about this uh, in other, in the f- 
in this whole series, a uh, whole episode based on this, but a quick uh, little story on this one. Um, what Chris was saying, I when I first started lifting, I actually, again, I wanted to get big, get stronger, get, you know, so I would eat anything, right, anything and everything. I would remember I had an ice cream truck by my sister's house, so if you listen to the first podcast, I would lift at my sister's, right? Um, I would eat, like, nachos. I would get, like, there was a burger spot by my sister, so I would eat, like, burgers, and I would, like, eat everything, right? Did I help me build some muscle? Probably a little bit, right? But then when I got into a little bit more of the nutritional side and realized that I wasn't eating the right foods to build muscle, I made that quick change, right? It, um, I started, obviously, like, whole foods, like I said, so I started eating a little more chicken, ground turkey, salmon, rice, right, things like that. And the way my body changed, just the way it looked, right, was completely different mm-hmm. like even though i was may say let's say for some odd reason i was getting the same amount of calories right just because i changed what type of calories were coming in right the type of foods that i was eating i looked different right well and that's that's an area of expertise for you because of your experience and you know you shared in the first episode about how you were skinny and you gained all that muscle yes, yes. so so um that's obviously a little brief uh um, we could go on and on, like we said, but um, moving on here. Number two, number two, right? So the opposite, the opposite, the complete opposite, eating too much. <laughs> yeah, I think it's real easy to, you know, like we said, food is fuel. But a lot of times, especially when it comes to fat loss, you know, someone's eating. Um, they think they got their diet dialed in for the week and the weekend hits and they just go a little bit crazy over the weekend and no, they're not really tracking what they're eating or their calories. So they're hitting that frustration point where, you know, they're thinking they're doing a really good job, but you know, they're, they're finding out that they're probably eating they're too many calories. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. One thing I always tell, especially my guy clients, right? There is such thing as too much protein. Like mm. there is such thing as so much protein. You could be overdoing it, right? We all know you need protein in order to grow. All this, we'll go over in depth more, right? But um, I could also relate to this because again, going back to what I just said in the previous one, the stuff that I was getting, I I also thought to get like as as much protein as I wanted, right? I was like, okay, I made the switch to obviously my chicken and all that, but then I was like, okay, well now I need to get as much as I can of that in order to grow and see a change, right? So I initially saw that change, like we talked about. I initially saw how my body changed, right? And it started looking good, but then I kept on doing it. I kept on doing it. I kept on overdoing it. And eventually those results actually turned into just fat. Right? I well, just got your body way just bigger, it. right? So it's like there is such thing as eating too much. You know, can I, can I share something? Because when I was gaining some fat last fall and I, I wasn't tracking but I could see the results happening. The one thing that I was abusing <laughs> or eating too much of was protein bars. <laughs> there it is. Eh? So, I mean, and, you know, those can have, what, 250, 200, 300 calories. Like, yep. So um, that was my first strategy, actually, in trying to dial back and lose some fat was to cut out the protein bars. It's funny that you just mentioned that because once a client comes to me, it's funny because I ran into this problem as well. I'm not saying it's my fault, but at the same time, it's like I tell, obviously, someone comes to me, we break down kind of what the nutrition should look like, right? And sometimes I like to keep it simple, right? Sometimes I'm literally, that's the only thing I want to do. Like, hey, you know what? Let's try to get our protein intake up, right? So it's going well, going well. And then they see the results, right? And they started like, oh, I added another shake of protein. Like, I added another shake to my diet, Mike. And at first, I'm like, okay, cool. And then, you know, after, like, oh, I'm eating, I'm eating bars now, things like that. That adds up fast. Yo, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Two, 270 here, 300 there. So it's like, okay, now we're overdoing it, right? So there is such thing as eating too much. I think the main thing, as as with everything, these these first two is all about tracking and knowing what you're doing. And that's why having a plan and also having a coach is so important. Because if you are trying to manage your diet based on just what you think is happening you are flying an airplane blindfolded you know yeah, exactly you're, you're just walking aimlessly right with no with no intention to of getting anywhere and how frustrating is that if you are not getting results and you're getting frustrated you know but you don't know why yeah exactly so that's exactly why we're doing this podcast exactly right? this whole 10 10 uh 
10 point series or 10 bullet point series right so um right so number three right number three so we were talking a little bit about the nutritional aspects right now and um, why you're not progressing progressing uh number three brings us to the workout part of it right so mm-hmm. number three which i see a lot um nowadays is always changing your workout right having no structure no program going into the gym every day and having a complete different routine right every single time you go in wait but i like variety (laughs) that's what you hear everybody (laughs) wants that novelty that newness right that's that's funny but yes always changing your workout does not benefit you at all going back to what chris was talking about progress right how the hell can we progress something if we keep on changing it every single time? I think a lot of this too is the age we live in with the social media and the internet. You know, if you open up your phone and you follow anything workout related every day, it's, you know, there's something new. It's like there's new content. People are posting new things and it's almost like that mindset sets in like, oh shit, I got to be doing something. I gotta I'm not doing, doing this. Yeah. yeah. I get that a lot. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I fall into that, right? And I know what I'm doing, right? I see another coach or something like that doing something I probably never tried before, and I get tempted. I get tempted to try it, right? It's that shiny new object. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like that dopamine hit comes because you're doing something new. Absolutely. As coaches and trainers, we have found out that, you know what? The basics are what work. Boring, repetitive, same crap every single time you come in is what works, right? If you look at our workouts and we were to post them on social media, you'd be bored. Yeah, you would be bored. You should, you should, we'll get more into another episode, but you should have your training and training blocks, right? You should have micro cycles or meso cycles. We'll get into that in further episodes, but it's like you should stick to the same workout routine for about, what do you say, Chris? I usually like to stay in between the four to eight, eight week range, right? Um, I don't usually don't like to go over eight weeks because we'll get into that to the next topic here. Anywhere from four weeks to eight weeks is where I like to, 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 to stay in the same training block. And when I mean same training block, I mean the exact same exercises. So, for example, if I'm doing an upper, lower, upper, lower split, I'm doing this. You know, my two uppers, my two lowers are the exact same week in and week out. Right. If I'm doing a push pull legs, my push pull legs is practically the same one from week to week. Right. So I'm staying in the same program right the same progressions because i mean think about it if we change our our, if we change the exercise every single time like i said we 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 don't know we're progressing if we don't change it we know we're getting stronger we could see the results right if i'm bench pressing let's say i'm bench pressing i don't know 50s one week and then the next week i bench press 60s well i know i made that jump right if you do a a dumbbell bench press one time and then you you switch it to like push-ups how do you know that you're progressing that movement you don't know you need structure you need to be repetitive in order to grow right we've seen this in our clients having a plan is so important just like we talked about earlier but also I like to say what is measured can be managed. Ooh, I like and that. And so again. what is measured can also be managed. Write that down, guys. That's good. So, um, you know, it's it, it's about just making sure that you are measuring every week what you're doing and seeing progress in that. You know, I hear all the time, like, people say, you know, I feel like I've been benching the same weight, you know, or they, they look at the guy next to them and they're like, wow, how's he like that you don't understand like that person has spent years trying to get up to two plates on each side you know so pick some pick of pick a couple of exercises right that you enjoy doing something that you really like doing and that you that you want to get stronger in right and do those exercises for a good four to eight weeks and see what happens come back to me tell tell me tell us right dm us tell us what exactly happens if all you do is pick the that core exercises those core exercises and repetitively do them see how your body's going to change you'll be surprised trust me and just a little tip because we're not just about pointing out the problem but also the solutions if you're someone who likes a lot of variety and you need that then you know find a way to add that in outside of those core movements that you're trying to progress right oh absolutely i i i I for one um before we get into this next one um i for one i love adding a little like workout finisher for my clients right because that keeps them engaged that keeps them like it keeps it fun it gives that variety at the end right we still have our core training program sticks you know we kind of stick to that core training program before 
for a couple of weeks, but then I always add in like, I don't know, they want to do, you know, an arm complex one day, or they want to do a little bit of conditioning one day, but it's like, I always let them choose, right? So as Chris is saying, if you like variety, find a program, but then also if you like to throw in a couple other things there that you probably would enjoy doing, if it keeps you going, do it, right? We're not, we're not talking, we're not, we want you to enjoy your workout. We want you to actually like going into the gym and doing what you're doing, but we're just, Again, just how trying to give you guys ways in order to continue progressing. Well, and ultimately, if you're not progressing, that could be a bigger demotivator than not having the variety. Long term, right? Long term, absolutely. So, all right. Number four is you've been doing the same workout routine too long. <laughs> exactly. So real quick, like we said in the last one, it does not contradict the last one we just said. Because the last one, if you guys pay close attention, we said about four to eight weeks, right? Four to eight weeks. If you go any longer than that and you keep on doing the same thing over and over again, yeah, you're not, your body is not getting that new stimulus, right? Working out is an adaptation to your body. That's what that working out is, right? Your body adapts. It gets stronger. It gets bigger. It gets leaner. Whatever it is, it's an adaptation, right? So if we send the right adaptation signal to your body, it changes. If we keep on sending the same signal, the same workouts, well, your body's going to come to a point where it's like, well, we're not getting a new stimulus. We're going to stay where we're at. There's no reason to grow, right? There's no reason to change. And that's what a lot of people get stuck in with doing the same workout routine. You know, I had a client that I really enjoy working with. He came to me, he had worked with a trainer um, a few years before and had this routine. And for the past few years, he had done the exact same routine for several years. I've gotten a lot of those. And, um, you know, I the, the thing that I loved the most was kind of teaching him the movement patterns and how you can um, progress those and do different, you know, you know, how you can change them up. And so it was not just about, okay, here's a new... I don't want to do the same thing. I don't want to give him like, okay, here's your workouts. Like, just go do these now for the next couple of years because <laughs> we don't work together anymore. But I felt like we, I was able to teach him on how to progress things. The and, actual movements. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Key word, guys. I see, you know, Chris is a trainer, right? Chris is a trainer and a coach because he said movements, right? Us as trainers and coaches, we train, we, we, we train movements. We don't train exercises, right? We don't just train chest. We don't train, we don't train legs, right? We do. But what we mean by that is we train certain movements that train those body parts, right? And those are the movements that we're talking about, which we'll talk about in other episodes. But yes, that's awesome. So another thing that I, that I could see that we could talk about is, um, People, so like they start a new workout, right? And they see change. They see results. Then, then they're like, oh my God, I found it. I found the freaking golden workout. I found the golden routine. I'm raising, right? that's me right Boom. here. I've yeah. been there. Hey, I've been there, done that. Um, there's actually, a, I, there's actually a workout that I go back to because I do get results from it, but keyword, I go back to it, right? There was a period of time where I kept on trying to repeat it and I wasn't getting any more results from it, right? Same thing, going back to it, my body was used to that stimulus and knew what I was going to do already, right? That's where that kind of, that, that bro myth, that bodybuilding myth comes where I'm like, oh, we got to shock the muscle, right? There, ha There's some truth to that, right? There's, there is there is some truth to it. Maybe not the way they explain it, but there is some truth to like, hey, we got to shock the muscle. Yeah, because your body, like you said, your body just gets adapted to doing that same thing. And so if you don't change it up, you're not going to progress or change your change the muscle, I can relate. I mean, I think even nutrition wise, I get stuck in a cycle because oh, yeah. something something works and then we're like, oh, this is the thing I, that happened to me with like a low carb thing, which we'll get into later. I have a really good story with that. But because we're talking about exercise <laughs> now, but the same thing has happened with workouts. I mean, I've done um, I was at one point I was doing a lot of fitness classes and it was working and it was like. I, can't, I don't want to change this like yeah. this worked, but that my, my body needed something different. Well, that brings us to, to the next one. Like I said, guys, we could talk about all these topics. Forever, and we will. And, and we, we will. will. And we will. <laughs> right. Each, each one of these topics, again, is going to have its own episode. We've got some really great stories to share about this. So, But um, number five, right. Not sleeping enough, not recovering. Right. That is actually a bigger one than you guys think. How do how does someone know if they're not getting enough sleep? Hmm, that's a good question, Chris. <laughs> how would you answer that? I'm interested because um, I asked this because I'll, I'll I'll obviously answer the question, but um, Chris has been um, 
a little more into his sleep patterns, a little more into his uh, sleep routine and looking into his sleep a lot more than I have right now. So I would definitely want to hear his take on it first before I uh, input anything. Well, I think one of the things that you always want to measure is the results. So you look at your energy and how that is throughout the day. Um, There's effects from not getting enough sleep. So it's not just about feeling tired. Um, You know, you may get those like carb food cravings in the afternoon. There's a lot of like side effects to that. So, but you know, I wear a a tracker. I wear something called a whoop, whoop band. Do you like it? (laughs) I love it. Yeah. And you know, I wore it during the pandemic and I kind of learned all about my sleep, but I wasn't out in the working world as much. And as soon as we went back into the gyms, my sleep was all over the place because of the hours I worked. And so it helped me see like my sleep patterns. I was just telling you today, like I was dreaming like crazy last night. I was, I spent like more than 30% of my night in REM sleep, which is like from what I, I read is like, that's, that's a lot. And on top of it, it's a sign that my body needed some extra recovery. Mm, so interesting. Yeah, so in order to answer that, um, how do I know I'm not sleeping enough or not recovering? Well, yeah, the way I feel, right? So my mood, things like that, right? I mean, we all kind of know we've, you know, we've all had those late nights. And how do you feel the next day? You feel like crap, right? So same thing. Um, the way I know I'm not sleeping enough. Um, and by the way, I want to make this quick point. It's not only about sleeping enough; it's about getting the right sleep. Right? Yeah. That's Chris was talking about REM sleep, right? That's that deep, deep sleep, right? Which we'll get into in further episodes as well, but. For example, I always ask my clients, I come in like, did you sleep? Do you feel good? How do you feel, right? Mood and energy are the two biggest factors in in when knowing, hey, I slept enough. Hey, I'm recovered enough, right? If your body's, if you feel your, if you feel your body, if you work out and let's say, you know, you get sore, some soreness is okay, but then that soreness continues from day to day to day. It could be maybe you're just not getting enough sleep. Your body's not recovering. It's not repairing itself because you're not giving it the rest it needs, right? When you work out, you're actually tearing your muscle apart. You're actually not building when you work out. When you you build, when you're in sleep, when you're recovering, that, that's exactly where we actually build muscle in that recovery phase. So it's really important. If you guys are not, take, you're not taking your sleep seriously, you're not building. How are you going to build? That's exactly what that's the that's where you build. You you need you need good sleep. I think, you know, having consistent sleep schedule has been magic for me and trying to stick to those same times and not let my weekend vary too much, you know, or the days that I'm not working, you know, that that's keeping in that same pattern. My body performs the best whenever I do that. I've always had trouble since I was born in falling asleep. I actually have anxiety, sleep anxiety. Mm. I have, I like at nighttime, I don't, I'm like, I will avoid anything I can do to have to go to bed. Um, so, you know, I, I, I mean, you know, this is something I could talk about a lot, but I have found, so the days that I don't get the sleep that I need, man, my performance is horrible. It sucks, right? I've yeah. There, yep. I mean, there's, there's been days I've gone to lift and it's ugly and I'm like, you know, I didn't sleep. And there's been days where that's happened. And then I'm like, okay, you know what? If I have time to take a nap, I'm going to do that. I take like a 20, 30 minute nap. And then I go and I do it and I perform better. You feel a lot better, right? You power yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Going back to what Chris was saying um, in terms of, um, I lost my train of thought. Because I, mean, I, I, I have so much to I have Guys, I have so much to talk about. About sleep. And, yeah, about sleep. Trust me. So it's like... I have It'll so be many, a good episode. So many thoughts. Yes, <laughs> you guys could go ahead and stay tuned for that episode. Your thoughts are fighting in your head. Yeah. They're competing for which one's <laughs> going to come out. <laughs> exactly. Which leads us to the next one is number six is... Um, that actually is perfect. Yeah. Stress is another reason why you're not progressing. Yes. Yeah, so stress is huge. And they kind of go hand in hand. Right. But when we say stress, stress could mean anything. Right. Stress could mean, you know, you're having problems with your significant other. You're having family problems, financial problems, your problems at work. Right. Anything that causes you to essentially we all know that feeling of stress, right, anxiety, things like that, where we just don't feel like ourselves. We're overwhelmed. Right. Um, And we essentially don't want to do anything. Right. And all we could think about is that one thing. Right. I, I used to work in a very high stress career and job and i i know like my levels of cortisol 
had to be through the roof and I was not taking as good care of myself outside of that because I was reading and watching a lot of news. I was, you know, I was surrounded by an environment that was very noisy. Um, I didn't have techniques to um, lower my stress. Like I, you know, I meditate every day now. I journal. I do things to help lower that stress level. Um, Oh, and the other thing (laughs) is I was just, I worked for Starbucks. So I was like adding caffeine on top of all that, which I don't even want (laughs) to go into that. We'll talk about it then, but (laughs) cortisol, you were, you know, there's a lot of people that cortisol junkies, right? Um, cortisol, by the way, guys is, is, is to simplify, right? A hormone that your body releases when you go into that state of essentially stress. Yep. Right. And which is funny when we say that though, sometimes that's actually like a feel good hormone, right? Because sometimes you actually feel good when when you get that feeling of cortisol, right? You get that 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 initial shock or whatever. It actually feels good sometimes. People get addicted to that and people sometimes actually want that stressor in their life, which is weird, but it does happen. Right? There's sometimes st- some studies showing, right, that people for example, will purposely go late to work or something like that, right? Mm. Like not, not, they're not, they're not intentionally doing it, but they're like waiting for the last minute to go ahead and get ready, right? Because they actually like that spike. They actually like that stress in their life, if that makes any sense. But it's not healthy. It's not good. If you're trying to progress in the gym, that is a huge factor, right? Because at the end of the day, guys, working out is a stress. stress. Working out is a stress on your body. Now imagine you're stressing your body, going to the gym, and then you still have on top of that, you have more stress, right? From work, from anything like that. So a quick little thing. When you're doing that, I've had those days. We all have those days where we feel stressed, right? I still get to the gym, but my workout changes a little bit. I'd rather focus on some mobility work, something like that. Chris has seen me do that, right? I'll, I'll lower the intensity. I'll do, you know, two or three exercises. I'll change my workout based on how I feel that day, based on the stress that I had that day, right? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, in my in my former career, like I was just saying, my stress was super high, and I was going to the gym a lot, but I thought I was overtraining, and I don't think I was. I think what I was doing is my stress was all, my stress level was so high that that workout just pushed me. I mean, it just pushed me right over. And don't get me wrong, like working out also helps my mental health. So there were parts of it that helped. But I, I think that that high stress and the working out, it led me to like my body would break down. I would get sick a lot, it actually. Was too much, it was yeah. too much for your body. Yeah, absolutely. So I wasn't progressing because then I get sick and I don't go to the gym for a couple of weeks and then I come back and I'm just restarting. Well, not just that. I mean, going back to the mood and things like that, right? When you're stressed, I mean, some you know, you go to the gym and you f- you're giving yourself another stress. You feel like you feel more like crap, right? You're at the end of the day, we you should f- come out feeling better, right? My goal as a trainer and coach, every time my client comes to me, I always want them to leave feeling better, right? So that means, like I said, going back to what I said. If they come in stressed, they come in super, you know, exhausted, anxiety, I'd rather mellow them out. I'd rather have them do some mobility work. I'd rather have them do an exercise that I know they enjoy doing, right? That keeps them consistent. That keeps them coming, and they leave feeling better, right? If you go into the gym and you leave feeling worse than how you felt, that's how you came in, you're doing it wrong. You're stressing your body way too much, right? You gotta, you guys have to pay attention to those things. You have to pay attention to how your body feels. And then if you're alleviating it by doing all this, like, IV therapy and you know, all this extra stuff to bring it down, like, you know, that might not be what you need to solve. Like, look at that foundation, look at lowering your stress versus trying to just compound all these other like solutions on top of it. So Mike, I want to ask you a question. What do you find is one of the top reasons when clients come to you and they say they stopped working out for a, a long period of time and then they would go back and then they stopped? They got overwhelmed. Yeah. They got overwhelmed. They, they, it was too much for them. Because I, I hear a lot too. Oh, I got sick. Oh, that too. Have oh, you heard that? I have heard that. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that because, um, one of my clients actually, you saw him, the one I had in the morning, right? Uh-huh. Um, he just came back from being sick, but he's actually been sick like four times in the past, you know, a couple of, um, couple of months, right? That's, that's a lot, right? Do, yeah. To be that sick that much. But again, same thing. I've, I'm figuring his body out. I'm figuring how he adapts to certain things. Um, and now I, I, I've changed my workout a little bit of how I work with him just based on that. Right. 
And funny thing is, we're doing less work. He's getting better results. That's awesome, right? And that's what we mean by like sometimes you have to you have to work with the stress that you have, right? So I work with the stress that this person has, and we actually did less of what we were doing before, and that's when his body actually started adapting. That's when his body started changing because his body was able to, right? Before it was it was it was a little bit too much, but it all had to do with not the training, like you said, it had more do more to more so to do with his overall right life um, stress, life stress things yeah. like that, right? And you guys can find anything, right? By the way, um, we also want to tell you guys a couple things that I do to de-stress, right? I like to, like I said, I like to go on some hikes. So that is stressful for some people, but That's I'm talking about personal. For me, being in nature, getting some sun, getting a nice walk in, for me, that is de-stressing, right? For me. Same here. Um, for me, literally just, I, I like to also, I do like to do some meditation, but for me, it's more like prayer, right? I like to go on prayer walks is what I call them. So sometimes you'll see me walking um, in the street and I'm, it's, it's I'm a big believer, right, in God, and I have my faith, so it's like I'm just talking to God. Am I that? But then f- that's for me, right? I go on those prayer walks where it's just me and God. I'm just talking, having a conversation, talking about life, right, things like that. For me, those are the things that I do to de-stress. I also will work out, right, but same thing. When I go work out, it's different. It's a different workout. It's more, like I said, I love mobility work. I love feeling, you know, getting my joints in. I do some yoga poses, things like that. For me, that works. Um, I also like to cook. Right. It's weird. Right. But I also enjoy cooking. I also I just it just it de-stresses me. Right. What are some things that you do to de-stress? Guys? Um, well, like I said, I, I meditate. I journal. I like to hike. Um, reading will do that for me. Um, I find being um, with friends like that, mm. you know, like that for some reason helps fill me up. And I mean, I'm, I'm I consider myself introverted. But I do need like that interaction that helps me um, being with friends and family. Um, so, I, as n- you know, having that, t- oh, actually, um, like taking a hot bath. Oh, I forgot. Um, I forgot, guys. Yeah. One thing that I do, not to cut you off, but hot baths are freaking amazing. Yeah, they <laughs> My, are. I get Epsom salts, Dr. Mm-hmm. Teal's up yep. in there. Eucalyptus. Um, I do it all the time. I, I also have candles that contain eucalyptus, and I just said that um, in terms of. I, I also, we both have like hypervolt things like that. I don't know about you, Chris, but sometimes when I just sit down and really, you know, get in there with the gun, um, I feel a lot better. Really yeah. Some tension in my neck, especially, right? Um, but again, we'll get into this other, uh, get into, get into more depth in a further episode. Um, let's move down, down the list here. Number seven, number D- seven. So doing too little doing and not challenging yourself. Little. You're working out like a little, <laughs> 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 I'm not going to say I love you guys. But yes, doing too little, right? It's funny because, well, how do you know you're doing too little, right? Well, one mm. way to know, you're not progressing. You're not changing. You're not giving your body that signal that it needs to grow. Again, we're going back to that, right? We need we need to give the body a reason to adapt, right? We were talking about that uh, earlier in the episode. If you don't give your body a reason to grow, a reason to adapt, well, it's not going to, right? Do you think people do too little because they're kind of scared of that pain funny you say that because yes yeah <laughs> as coaches and trainers um i think i can i know where chris is going with this we have i, I mean me personally i've trained a lot of people that once once they they start working out right and once they for example let's say we're doing exercise right and then they start feeling a burning sensation right they start feeling that blood flow in their whatever like let's say we're doing legs start feeling that quad pump they want to stop. They get scared. They're like, "Oh no, I feel something." Like they they think it's hurt. they think it's pain, right? They view the they view working out as like a certain type of pain when it's literally just that muscles getting filled with blood, right? So many times that I've 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 had this happen to me where it's like we're working out and my my clients like, "Oh wait, hold on, I, I'm getting like this weird feeling in my tricep or something." We're doing like you know like shoulder presses and I'm like, "What? Explain it." She's like, "Well, I don't know. I just feels it feels kind of tense. It feels kind of tight." And I'm like, it's just a pump. That's all you have. It's just the blood flow, right? And how do I know that? Well, obviously, I, I could see they're moving fine. They're not. Move, they're with me. Their form's correct, right? Again, we stopped that exercise not because of that. But let's just say we finished our sets, right? We did our, we did all our sets. We start doing something else. I ask them again, hey, how's that pain, by the way? They're like, oh wait, it's gone. Well, yeah, because all it was was just that blood flow in that muscle, right? So I do feel like people, uh, 
do need to understand right and f- once yeah. you start working out more you, you you get a feel for like okay where there is certain type of working out is hard man working out is hard a lot of people don't don't want to pass that past that barrier right they well and you know i mean i worked out for years before i actually worked with a trainer and when i started working with a trainer i was like holy shit this is what this is what it feels like <laughs> you know <laughs> i don't know that i ever did like barbell squats on my own you know, I mean, he added chains on once and my eyes got really big. I'm like, whoa, this like, is crazy. Is, yeah. But, um, you know, it really pushed me in a way that I would not have pushed myself. And that's how I changed my body. Absolutely. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. A lot of a lot of people, right, um, go to the gym, going back to what Chris was saying, bar, they don't do much barbell stuff, right? But it's also because it's hard. And it's scary. It's freaking yeah. hard. Hard and scary, right? But it's like... You ever do a freaking, let's just say one one set of freaking barbell squats and then just compare it to like a leg press, what's harder? A freaking set of barbell squats. So a lot of people will opt out for a leg press because it's easier and they can load it more, right? Whatever, or quote unquote visually, than a barbell squat, right? And you that's know, what I mean. You know how me and my friends used to judge the quality of a gym? <laughs> this is my, this is me, you know, a long time ago was how many machines they had. <laughs> That's funny. That's a lot so, of but I mean, I share that because, you know, I want people to relate to that. If, if you, if you feel that way, you're, you know, that's not, I'm not, I'm not trying to like make fun of that. No, it's normal. I just, that's very normal. And, you know, there's a lot of equipment out there that you could be using to challenge yourself and um, pushing yourself a little bit more other than just sticking. It kind of goes back to what we were saying about, doing the same doing thing what you're used yeah. to right? doing what you're comfortable with yeah, but you know really like challenging that. yourself and um you know pushing those 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 higher yeah stepping out of your comfort zone right like yeah that's what a lot of people don't necessarily do and that's what i mean by doing too little you're not challenging yourself a lot of people don't want to challenge themselves they go in like you say do the same thing do kind of what feels doable what feels right right and honestly from our experience from coaching a lot of people and from obviously ourselves the things that sometimes the things that we don't want to do that suck that are hard are the things that our body needs, right? In order to grow, we got we need pressure, right? Pressure, pressure diamonds are made out of pressure, right? That is right. That's the only yep. way, right? We gotta freaking add some pressure to it in order to grow. Um, same thing in the gym. If you're not if you're not getting that extra little, like you know, if you're not feeling essentially that 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 push that like, you, I see when 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 I think of this, I think of like. I want to get that feeling of like I push myself, not to the limit of like you know exhaustion, not to not to that, but it's like I want to leave the gym feeling accomplished, right? So I'm not saying you don't get that from going in and doing your usual stuff, but I I I I dare you guys, I try try exercise you guys never have tried before, right? Push yourself, get out of that comfort zone, see how you feel after that. You're gonna feel amazing, right? It feels amazing when you actually accomplish something is, hard, yeah. right? Something it goes back to life. When you guys do something hard in life, how does it feel when you guys get over it? How does it feel when you guys get to the top of that mountain after a hike, right? How does it feel? It feels freaking amazing. And sometimes you need to get that feeling coming out of the gym because that that proves to your body and it proves to you that you're pushing yourself that little extra, right, in order to break that plateau, keep progressing, right? We need that. We need that little. We need that little pain in there, right, in order to get in order to uh, grow essentially yeah i mean you can do that that's the great thing about a gym is you can do that in the gym i mean i challenge you that if you're always just lifting weights do something cardio like do like change it up like push yourself do a spinning class you know do you know you the little bit of satisfaction you're gonna get and just doing something different is gonna help not only change your body but it's going to give you that like fire that you need to keep pushing through everything else. Absolutely. It kind of goes back to our number three, right. Of, um, or number four, I should say of, uh, doing the same workout um, all the time. Right. Yeah. It goes back to that. Just, just change it up a bit. Do something that you know you suck at. Right. That's kind of how I look at things when I, when I want to change my routine, I kind of like, well, what haven't, what haven't I been doing? Right. Well, my condition has been off. Well, you know what? Let me add a little bit more of that. Right. Yep. Um, at first it sucks ass. <laughs> I'm like, well, obviously it sucks. Right. But, as you get more and more, you get better at it, you get better at it. Obviously, you see the changes in your body. You see the changes in your mental state, right? You see the changes of just stepping out of that comfort zone just a little bit, right? So on the opposite side of that, number eight is doing too much. And we, we often call this overtraining. We often call this overtraining. And um, although it's rare, I would say it does happen. And there is people out there, all right, the fitness fanatics mostly, who 
they're just doing too much. They're overtraining. They're doing way too much. To, and, and they're just stuck. They're doing so much. And they're like, why can, Why am I not progressing? Why am I not growing? Why am I, why am I not losing this? It could be you're really just doing too much. Your body's like tapping out. One Saturday I was working and I don't know if you were there or not, but this one person ended up having like a seizure in the group fitness room. Uh, no? I think I don't think I was there physically, uh, but I do. I think you told me about yeah. it. Or well, it like turns that. out um, they they go there on the afternoons and do like three classes back to back. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, that's an extreme example but um you know that's like the result you know that seizure that they had was a result of all of that doing way too much you're doing too much yeah i mean too much of, i mean it goes go back every anything in life right you, too much of it too much of something too much of something even if it's good it's bad right yeah i see this i see this a lot especially it's funny because tonight you mentioned it at crunch there were there were a lot of people like that, right? It's funny because there were a lot mm. of people who who you would see like three times a day, three things times like that, right? A day. But guess what? They looked exactly the same. They never changed. We were there for over a year, and their bodies looked exactly the same from day one, right? Their body were not their their bodies were not progressing, right? Their bodies were just stuck in the same phase, and they would work out three times a week, like you would expect them to body to change. Nope, it was just too much, right? Seventy five hard. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, man. Have you been uh, looking into that a little? I, 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 I haven't. I heard about it. I know all about it, but I. I mean, I kind of know about it, but it is interesting. Yeah. Just, just freaking go all out, right? Is that what it's about? Just go all out for 75 days? And yeah, I think two workouts a day. One of them is outside. The yeah. But that, that is a chance to possibly be overtraining because you're going seven days a week. Yeah, again. um, See, again, like we said, training is working out is an adaptation to your body right so essentially if you go ball to the wall you go all out right you may actually see some results initially right initially you may see some results at the start because you're giving your body that stimulus but then it comes it gets to a point where your body it, it's just in order to continue doing like getting that more your body wants more stimulus more stimulus there comes there comes a point where it's like we can't handle that much more right you gotta see i like to use this saying where it's like that i tell my clients it's like we need to do the least amount of po- the least amount to get the to elicit the greatest result, right? The mm-hmm. most amount of, of, of results. So it's like, what it what can we do, even if it's a, a little bit, to get the most out of that workout, right? For example, if I'm talking about an exercise, right? Which exercise could I make them do in this hour that I have them that gives them the greatest results for the little bit amount of time, right? Usually that's a compound movement, right? It's a barbell movement, something like that, right? Does that make sense? It's funny because I was at at our gym that we train at now. I heard a trainer and a client having a conversation exactly about that, about this this week. And the client was like asking if like six days was too much. And the trainer was like, actually, I'm training for a bodybuilding competition and I'm only training five. And I'm I'm training for a competent, like a big competition. So, yeah, six is probably, you know, for this person, it was probably too much. You know, a lot of a lot of like gym culture and principles, I think, come from bodybuilding, yes, you know, and that is those are like those are definitely some holes you can fall in with overtraining. I mean, when I first started, I, I started with the bro split. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. I started with the, a lot of people start with the bro split. That would be actually we a whole like we could have an episode, episode on that. On that, that, on would, that would be fun. Workout. Yeah. Be fun to do. But um, so be smart with your training, guys. Like, <laughs> just be smart about it. Well, I mean, going back to Chris was saying, um, when when us as client, uh, trainers and coaches, when somebody comes to us, like Chris said, sometimes a person could be really excited and hyped, like, hey, like, uh, like how many days do you want to commit to this? They're like, I'll be here six, six days a week. I'll be here seven. I don't care. Like, I'll be here every day with you. I want to train every day because they're so motivated, highly, like they want to do it, right? And most of the time, most of my clients, I'm like, if they're brand new to it, I'm like, see me twice a week. That's it, yep. right? Because I know twice a week, right? Getting the the hitting every body part twice is gonna elicit a good amount of results, right? Like I said, if let's say I, I take them on, I'm like, all right, let's do the five. First, well, first of all, they're gonna get burned out, right? Second of all, that stimulus that we're giving their body is is just too much, right? Going back to all everything that we're talking about. So that's what we mean about doing too much and and finding that balance for you, right? For example, there. I could change my workout split 
to be able to work out six days a week. I could change it to work out five. I could change it to work out four, and I have, right? It all depends about my schedule. It all depends on what I'm doing, right? When I was going to school, there was times where I was doing more like a three-day split, right? So you have to figure out essentially what works for you and your schedule and what you could say could stay consistent with during that time, right? Because for me, for example, when I was going to school, I was doing this. I was trying to build my business. I was working at another place, right? I was working retail. If I try to work out six days a week during that time, it was too much. I would be overtraining for sure. Could I do that right now where I'm a little laid back? Absolutely. But it's not overtraining right now, right? Because I could handle that right now due to everything else going on in my life. So that's what we mean by overtraining. Sometimes less is actually more, right? Find that find that sweet spot. Um, and when we say find that sweet spot, your body will tell you. Your body will know, right? You'll you'll feel that biofeedback, right? You'll feel like, I feel good. I'm progressing. I feel good, right? If you're not progressing and you're kind of at a, at a standstill, you f- you just feel tired all the time, fatigued all the time, it could be that you're just overdoing it, right? So I, I think that takes us right into, um, I call it Goldilocks because we talked about doing too little. That's not good. Doing too much. That's not as good. So the sweet spot, yeah, Goldilocks zone, <laughs> right? You know, that, that the one that's just right is that consistency and being consistent. Absolutely. And I tell my clients all the time, consistency always wins. You know, if you show up and you're being consistent, that is going to get you so much further than anything else that you're doing in your program. Absolutely. I like to say this little saying where it's like. So this is number nine, by the way. Number nine, by the way, guys, not being consistent enough, right? Not being consistent with your workouts. Um, Quick little uh, thing here, obviously, going back to seven and eight, where we're talking about what Chris was trying to get to the point he was trying to get across was like, you know, doing too much, doing too little. Find find the training intensity or the training days that you could stay consistent with, right? And that's where that sweet spot is. You're going to find that sweet spot in there. But I'm um, going back to the saying that I was talking about. So there's a saying that I like to tell my clients where it's like, you could be, you could have the best workout plan ever, right? Like you could, let's just say it's like science-based and everything tried and true, right? The best workout plan ever and not be consistent with it, right? And then you could have like a crappy ass semi good workout, right? Kind of eh, workout, you know what I'm trying to say? And be consistent with that half ass workout program. You'll get better results from that half ass workout program just because you're consistent than a good, amazing program set out by the best trainers ever, right? Same with nutrition. Consistency exactly. always wins. Just being consistent. That's that's kind of why you guys see like there's some people that go to the gym, right? They, For example, they don't get a trainer. They, they're not necessarily optimally moving right their form but it's like they're consistent with what they're doing right they're consistent with what they're, they're going to the gym every day in and day out week by week right and they start getting results right it's not necessarily because they know what they're doing but it's because they're actually just doing something they're just consistent with doing that thing right they're consistent with being in the gym and getting the work done and that i think it takes a little bit of mental strength too because a lot, there's a lot because there's going to be times that you don't see the result if you were on your own working out on your own, you there's you're you're gonna have a hard time always being able to measure your progress. If you're with a coach, they're gonna help be able to point out like, oh, you did this or you did I mean, that's one thing that I think that we help our clients with is we're able to see progress in many different sh- shapes, sizes, and forms. But if you're on your own, naturally for us, we get caught up in our own heads and it's hard you know, to measure progress, which equals it's hard to be consistent. Oh, absolutely. I could say this, not only for myself, but I've worked with people. We've worked with, you know, a lot of people, coaches and trainers, and the people that get the greatest results are always the people that are most consistent, yep. right? The people that are actually doing, and I'm not saying they're doing everything perfect, right? They There's, there's like we talk about, there's those weekends that they mess up or what, uh, quote unquote, right? There's those those days that they miss, maybe, you know, because something happened, but they're consistent day in and out. They're still coming in week by week, week by week. I've seen that those clients are the ones that get the greatest results, right? Just because they're consistent with what we're doing. They're consistent. They're on the plan, right? They keep on doing it. They fall off, but they come right back on, right? It's like they just keep going, mm-hmm. and that's how you get the results you want, right? Yep. Yeah, that's that's easier said than done. But um, before we move on to this next point, bullet point, um, a saying that I said last time where it's like, believe it or not, guys, that body that you guys want, Right, that body that you're picturing in your head, whatever, th- that body is not going to come 
in that first couple of months. It's not even going to come in the first year. I don't think it's even going to come in the second year, maybe not even the third year. That body that you want most likely will come until that third, fourth year, right? You guys have to just stay consistent with it and stick stick to the plan, right? Like I myself, where I'm at right now, or even me or Chris, we didn't get to where we're at in terms of fitness or anything like that overnight. Mm-mm. If we've no. been doing this for a long ass time, right? I'm not saying we're freaking amazing or the best looking but for us our fitness everybody's fitness is different right but for example where i'm at right now it took me forever to get here i've been doing this for over five six seven years right i've been doing this my whole life you have to play the long game yeah people always wonder like hey mike how you're so strong because i a lot of my thing chris knows i i like i like working out for strength right so it's like they see how much i could deadlift their squat and it's like they're like damn i'm like yeah but i've been deadlifting and squatting doing this for years now right i've been doing this for over a decade now so it's like I didn't get to where I'm at overnight, right? So all I would, all the only, see the difference between coaches and trainers and, and, and just our clients or everyday people, we're just consistent with it. That's it. We don't get tired of it. We do the same thing over and over again. That's what makes us a part of the fitness fanatics and certain people, right? Is We're just consistent with it. We don't stop. We just keep going no matter what. Even if the result's not there, we know the result will come, right? And that's where falling in love with the process comes, right? Falling in love with what you're doing. It's not about the end goal because the end goal is just, it will come, right? At the end of the day, it's just about learning to go through the motion, going through the journey, right? It's so easy, though, because I get all this stuff on social media like facebook men's i follow like men's health men's journal whatever and it's like oh this guy got ripped in 90 days and like how did this person like change their whole body in a month you know i ran for a whole month and changed my and it's like some of it's clickbait right because you click it and then there's like a deeper story behind it but it really really messes with your mind it does and social media it definitely has a huge impact on how people view fitness and what they think right so it's like going back to what chris says i mean if i really wanted to if 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 someone comes to me and they're like i need to get shredded in this amount of time can we do it i could do it that doesn't mean i want to do it because it's not sustainable for them i'll get them to the place that they want to get to but then we can't sustain that right and that's what i mean by that body that you want because if you want to come you come to me we could get you shredded real quick if you really want to right but then that's we're not going to be like that forever you're going to be like that what a month that's it. And then you're going to completely mess up your metabolism, completely change your body. And it's going to be a lot harder to stay in that state than if we were just to do it slowly. Right. Kind of just maintaining consistency equals sustainability. Absolutely. So there you go. But anyways, well, again, we'll get more into it in another episode. Right. This is our excited. Whole ten, our 10. Our excited ten for that step series here. Uh, number 10. Number 10. We decided to throw this in there because this is something that we realized that a lot of people need <laughs> right a lot of people is hydration water yes. drink your damn water people talk about when i started working with a trainer but he actually is like this is how much water you need to drink and i was like oh wow i'm definitely not hitting that <laughs> like damn. and i credit a lot of the results i got initially to drinking more water in fact whenever i'm not getting results I always go back first to my water, to my hydration. I Yeah, I use that a lot. That's actually one of the first things when a client comes to me. I don't care what their freaking um, goal is. I mean, I do. But what I mean by it's like whatever their goal is, sometimes all I tell them is like, we're going to let's see your water intake, right? Yep. Let's see what you're doing. Most of the time, 9 out of 10, I'm not saying all the time, you're not drinking enough water. And you're if you're not measuring how much you drink, and you're just guessing, then that's just as bad. You got to measure it. Yeah, absolutely. I like to do this little uh, hack with my clients, right? And I know you like, you actually posted about this yesterday, I think, right? So it's like me and Chris carry our big ass jugs here, but it's like we carry a jug kind of in a way to measure how much we're actually intaking, right? I'm pretty sure that's why you yep. do it as well. I tell it to my clients, like if you really don't know how much you're intaking, buy a big ass jug, right? Buy a half a gallon jug or whatever it is, because then all you got to do is I like to give the arbitrary number of like, oh, a gallon. We all have heard yeah. about that, right? And that's not necessarily because like, oh, a gallon is the tried and true like uh, measurement, whatever. We say a gallon because it's like most people will benefit from trying to get to that gallon, yep. right? Most people will benefit from just trying like, okay, well, let me try to get to this gallon. And I say that because I've tried it myself, right? Um, not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, right? Chris was, uh, he saw me working out and he asked me, how you doing? I'm like, I feel like crap. <laughs> but I told him that I started, you know, slowly was going to start uh, intake, upping my uh, water intake. And 
long and behold, I freaking started feeling a lot better. So how do you know you're not hydrated? How do you know you need more water? Well, mood, going back to biofeedback, right? Listen to your body. Like if your body tells you, like if your body feels not the greatest, your workouts aren't feeling that good, right? Low energy. Low energy, so specific, especially low energy, right? I think if you're craving coffee, wine, alcohol, food, like hydration really affects my like cravings too like it turns the the volume of those down significantly mm, i like that because in the like in the more i'm like i'll notice like oh man i really want a coffee but it's really i'm just dehydrated yes absolutely i mean it's funny that you say it because um by the way guys when if you feel thirsty that already you're already <laughs> that, this is your body telling you're dehydrated right it's your body yes your body's telling you it needs water literally telling you it needs water right you don't want to get to that point. I always tell my clients, like, I do not want you to ever feel thirsty. Like, your goal should be, like, I don't want to feel thirsty today because then you know you're actually most likely getting enough water right? if you don't get to that point. So some of my my worst workouts in the past couple months have been because I know I'm dehydrated. Same, I know it. And same. I'll, I, I work, I'm working with a, a coach now, and I'll be like, I was dehydrated. And he's like, yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's why. <laughs> not just that guys i mean our bodies are 70 percent water right our bodies are 70 percent water so it's like it's a huge portion of our bodies our muscle bellies right our actual muscle intramuscular fluid is actually water right the way for example let's not to get too deep into it but like creatine things like this the way they work is with you actually having enough water in your body right we'll get into that in later episodes but water is really important it's, it's really important um you could go days without food right you heard, you heard that we could go i don't know how many days without food but you can't go freaking, you know, with, can't go a couple of days without water. You'll die straight up. You literally will die because water is that essential in your life. Drink your water. Stay hydrated. Stay <laughs> got milk, but got water. <laughs> got water. Anyways, guys, we're going to um, be checking. We're going to come check your water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Carry jug. But anyways, guys, obviously that um, that was the introduction to our 10 step series here, right? Our 10 bullet point series. Um, we went through each, uh, obviously, you guys can see in the show notes um, each bullet point. Um, if you guys want to go ahead and skip and listen to any of the any, any of the topics, right, the 10 topics that we talked about, each one of these topics is going to have its own its own um, podcast, its own um, episode, episode, right? We'll go a lot deeper we'll on this. We'll go a lot deeper. We'll bring in some science. Exactly. We'll bring in some really good stories. Actually, we'll go experience. ahead and, and coach you guys on these certain things, and that kind of brings us to the ending is, is here as well. Um, if you guys need help with all this, obviously we're here to help, but we can only do so much. Get a coach, guys. Get a coach who could actually help you with these. We know about these things and we know how to help you guys. We're literally going to break them down in episodes. But the only reason why we know about these things is not because we've done it for ourselves, but because we've worked with people and we have helped people with each and every one of these topics. Right. If you don't know where to start, if you don't know. Like you said, if you don't know if you're eating too much, if you don't know about how to structure your program, if you don't know if you're lifting too little, if you don't know if you're recovering enough in sleep, if any of these topics, if you guys don't know or frustrated, or frustrated with it, or like like we said, you're not you progressing, feel stuck. We'll go over them in other future episodes. But if you guys want to go ahead and start now, right? Find a coach. Find a coach who knows what they're talking about. Find a coach, right, that you could come to and they're knowledgeable on any one of these topics, and they could go, they could help you. They're there to help. Right. I think I think of a coach as like if you're in an airplane, um, a coach is like that person that's at 50,000 feet where you're like right on you're on the surface. The coach can see what's all around you, what's in front of you, what's behind you. They can you know, they see everything versus like when you're doing it all on your own, it's like you're walking on the ground. So I, it's it's so valuable. I mean, I, I've talked about it before. I've been stuck many different times and every time i get to that point i'm like i need a coach and sure enough that has helped me break through whatever i've been stuck with yeah absolutely man anything in life not just lifting man um me and chris are you know obviously in the business aspect and things like that we've gotten coaches and we're getting coaches the only way to grow in life is to learn from someone else who's doing it right us as coaches and trainers we've done all this we've been doing all this right we're able to help you guys just like that we're looking for coaches in terms of like other aspects of our life to teach us certain things right you want to grow in life you want to become successful in life what do you do you go get a coach you want to start a business what do you do go find some business mentor right it's all about just finding that mentor in order to elevate you right someone who's already where you're at right and in terms of fitness, well, that's a, obviously like a personal trainer or a fitness coach or anything like that. Well, and I always say 
investing in yourself is going to pay off bigger than any investment that you can make in life. It will pay off more than, you know, investing in the stock market. It'll pay off more than buying a home. Like investing in yourself will help you level up in a way like you've never experienced. So I don't know. That's my, that's my, uh, that's my quote. No, I like that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about, I mean, if you don't, if you're not living, if you don't have health, if you're not healthy, well, what you could be the richest person in the world. You could have the, you know, all the possessions in the world. You could have everything. But if you don't have your health, what is it worth? That's foundational. Right? What is yep. it worth? That was fun. That was fun, Chris. That, that was, was fun. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited to go and, uh, We've got um, some great stories. Absolutely. This uh, 10 part series that we're going to do here. Really good science and solutions on, on these things. We, we look forward to getting much deeper on this. So I'm excited guys. So there you guys have it. Um, looking forward to doing this series. I can't say that enough. Um, I hope this uh, is going to help you guys so much in order, you know, to keep on progressing. That's one of the biggest things that we hear that, you know, why is what am I, what I'm, why is what I'm doing not working? Well, we're going to have a whole 10 part series today, guys. Excited. Awesome. But uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been Life Lifted. Thank you for joining us on the Life Lifted podcast. If you like today's episode, give us a five star review on Spotify and Apple podcasts. If you want to lift your mind, body, and soul, follow us for more episodes. Show support by sharing life lifted with your friends and family. Until next time, stay lifted.